What's going on, folks, and welcome to another episode of Thoroughbred Teamsters Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Rich, from North California's Local 315. Now, for this episode, I interviewed my previous center manager who is now retired. His name's Scott. Um, he's been my manager uh, a couple times at a couple different buildings. We'll get into the details of that. But, um, you know, you might be asking, dude, why, why are you bringing management onto the show? Well, I'm of the belief that, you know, I want to try to understand those who I don't agree with. You know, I've, um, I'm a person of strong opinion, of strong belief. Uh, you know, I, I'm someone who speaks my mind and, and almost to a fault, at least early in my twenties, I was, it was definitely to a fault, you know, and you know, now that I'm, you know, uh, I hate talking about being old now, but you know, now that I'm 40, I, I, I got to look at things a different way. I can't, I can't show or, or be as ignorant as I have been in, in the past. You know, I, I got to try to understand, you know, where people are coming from and, and what makes them them. It's it's a new practice to me, but it is something that it does seem to help. You know, you can uh, you can disagree with someone and, and still get along with them. And, and that concept is kind of new to me. You know, I'm not perfect. I'm not going to sit and act like I'm an angel. And, you know, I, I still get along with everyone that I don't get that I don't agree with. You know, it's. There's still people that don't fuck with me or I don't fuck with them because we don't agree on shit or, or whatnot. So, but you know, it doesn't have to be like that with everybody. So this conversation, it, it, it's a good one. It, it runs long, but I guarantee there's a lot of good stuff in there. We don't really talk a lot of shop. I mean, we do, but it's not so much that you're like, dude, what the hell are they talking about? I don't work at this company. So, you know, hang in there. There's a lot of good stuff. And, uh, let me know what you think at, uh, at NorCal Teamster on Twitter, all one word, N-O-R-C-A-L-T-E-A-M-S-T-E-R, uh, Thoroughbred Teamsters podcast on Facebook. Let's see. What's the other one? I believe at Thoroughbred Teamster on Instagram, uh, might, uh, might, might, might be a little rusty on that one. And then Thoroughbred Teamster at hotmail.com in case you want to get a lengthy on an email or something. So, you know, kind of open up the avenues on communication. Um, I got some things hopping off of my plate and then some other things filling it up. So, you know, I've been kind of lacking in, in my social media game, but I still check it, you know, still leave a message, uh, still doing my best. But, you know, like I said, uh, it, it, it's getting kind of hectic right now for me. But let's check out the interview. Let me know what you think. All right, right now I'm sitting with uh, one of my previous, actually retired center managers, uh, Scott V. Uh, he, we, we've worked together actually at a couple different buildings, one earlier in my career, one later in my career, and uh, we, we worked together for, for a few years towards the end of his career, uh, then he retired from the Oakley building at the company. So, um, you know, let, let me introduce you to, to Scott V. Um, one of my previous center managers, Scott. Thank hey. you for joining me. Hey, Jeremy. Much more relaxed talking to you in this environment than was at work, right? Oh, boy. <laughs> what, oh, man. We got some stories. Um, you know, and to be honest, if you would have told me 10 years ago that I'd be sitting here talking to you, having some laughs, I, I wouldn't have thought it was possible. And, and you know what? I, I can own my part on, on 
owning i can own that 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 was there was a lot of that on me so we'll, we'll get to that though you know um we both had a lot of growing through eps we we, we did and and i think uh a lot of mine has even still been more recent even as of this year but that's uh we won't get into that that's another center manager issue but anyway <laughs> um so you know let, let's get started with before we get into what we what we've been through you know some of the issues we've had um, tell, tell everyone a little bit how you got started at the company, uh, you know, uh, the year, how, how you got started, what was going on, and let, let's work our way up to, to our, our time together. Okay, yeah. Um, well, I started like most UPSers. I got uh, hired during peak season, and what had happened is uh, I got hired really young. Just I actually had my interview when I was 17, and what happened is you know, I graduated. My parents said, you know, now I'm going to be 18, I'm going to be paying rent I said well heck I better get a job if I'm going to be doing that and maybe try to live on my own so started uh, going to DVC right out of high school and then uh, saw a bulletin board that had a little flyer up with a part-time work for uh, unload load and this was uh, in September and went and applied and like I said I did my interview when I was 17 and started uh, I think a day after I turned 18 working for UPS peak season um, back in 1980 and then got uh, called back in, I think, the second week of January in 1981, and been there ever since. Worked, uh, worked for four years, uh, actually almost five years, when I was going to school through DVC. Um, and then kind of that was off and on. I wasn't really a studious student, so school didn't uh, fit me that well. I, I had plans on you know, getting a degree, and I actually stopped short just of getting my degree, which would come back and haunt me later. Um, so I suggest everybody get their degree while they still can, if they're working part-time or whatnot, but uh, it helps you along in life. But long story short is that I uh, got the opportunity to do some utility driving and then go driving. And my friends were, you know, I was making, God, I think part-time back then was paying me 16 bucks an hour. And my dad didn't even believe me that I was getting paid that much. I had to show him my first paycheck so that he believed me what I was getting paid. And he realized, uh, put the into my head what a good job and solid company UPS was. Long story short is I ended up... Uh, after that, going driving for about another four years, five years, and then uh, went into management after that. Kind of never looked back. Your, your early years, you get started. How long were you uh, part-timer? I, I was a part-timer for four and a half years. Four and four, a half years? Four, four and a half years right around there. And was that pretty much the standard back then to be a part-timer that long before you go into driving? or? Was yeah, just... it was because it was I, I remember um, there weren't a lot of job openings, and then kind of it really kind of boomed, right, the mid-'80s. It seemed like there was a lot of driving opportunities that came up. And I wasn't, it wasn't really planned for me to go driving. It just kind of felt, I wasn't actually planning on staying at UPS when I was working part-time. I was planning on, you know, getting a degree and do, opening a business of my own. But things just kind of felt, you know, the safety and security and the, the money with UPS just kept me going with, with UPS in that direction. You said you made $16 an hour? <laughs> I think that was it, yeah. It was like 14 or 16 I, I wanted, 16 sticks in my head, I uh, think, though. Man, part-timers might be pissed <laughs> to hear that now because I, I think that's what they're making right now. Well, I think um, that's why, you know, UPS had to do something with, you know, the part-time, you know, I, I don't know, as far as going back, what the thought <laughs> process Sorry, was. Sorry, part-timers. No, I know. It's, it was, yeah, it was a big deal, so. But but, but was, if you hang in there and you become a driver, it, it's all worth it. Uh, I was I was a part-timer making peanuts, yeah. and even when I was making peanuts, I thought I was still at least, you know, doing pretty good, even though looking back on it, it's like, man, I was check to check. Any money left over, again, was for, for either bud or beer, and, you know, it's... And, as soon as I started making the big bucks, oh boy, I was I was just more reckless. Right. But again, that's another that's another issue. Right. Um, <laughs> was there even pressure back then? Because obviously, you know now 
you know, we've discussed Amazon before on the show. Was was there pressure then, or was it a little bit more maybe relaxed compared to maybe even how you remember it when you got into management and before you retired? No, I, I as long as I can remember, there was always UPS is always you know a tight run company as far as I can remember. I mean, back in my hourly days, you know, I, I know you know there's a couple warning letters for me, you know, having huh. service issues in Shocked, my records actually. somewhere. You know, I brought. I remember, you know, one of the routes I had before I went into management was all business route, and there was just no way. There was no way I could finish that route. I brought a whole building back, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and uh, you know, I mean, luckily, I, I mean, I got in trouble for it. But then after realizing, I think that's the one of the times I had union representation. As far as you know, I mean, the thing was dispatched. I think it was like had a twelve-hour day on it. You know, all the businesses closed up at five. You know, so it was just a, it, it was during peak season. You know, but it was just you know, you know, th- things of that nature still happened. You know, the expectation was there. You know, you had good managers and bad managers back then, you know, good employees, bad employees. But the, you know, I remember, you know, one of, the, one of my toughest days rings clearly with me. I was in a little Cabco and I'm 6'4". And a Cabco, yeah. for those that don't, don't remember, they were little tiny cars with the little shelves up front. And I was up in, in the hills and I remember, you know, being my first year's driving and walking in and I had a little lunchbox and I couldn't fit that lunchbox in the... <laughs> inside my truck you know and it was a cold route and i'd never driven the area before and just just want to cry <laughs> so want to cry and you know going out and not thinking how i was going to finish it and i remember a driver um his name's paul as far as kind of took he goes you know what it's like eating out you know one bite at a time that kind of stuck with me it's just you know do one stop at a time just slowly it, it, you know you work a little hole you know and Kind of slowly work your way into the route, and uh, I think I got back at like 10 o'clock that night. But the route got finished. So, but it was it was one of my more you know my memorable days as far as stress as an hourly. All right, so you know, pretty pretty average union part of your life in that you know this is yeah. a Teamsters podcast. Um, not nothing crazy or memorable that that rings to, hey man, I, I got to get out of this and get into management. No, no, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't anything like that. So it wasn't, um, I think my thought process was, you know, I became a driver. I actually met my wife on route. Um, so, you know, we got married, um, and it was one of those things that, you know, I had driven cold routes. I had a bid route. Um, it was, I, I didn't, for me personally, you know, everybody's got different scenarios in their lives. For me personally, I didn't want to do that for the rest of my life. You know, as far as the rest of the career, that just didn't fit what I wanted to do the driving the driving yeah I didn't want it you know the route I and I had had a part of my school I had actually got a securities license and I was doing you know selling securities um, for a part-time job while I was working part-time at UPS but kind of the one kind of draw that interested me was at the time UPS was a privately held company so one of the benefits of going into management was the stock program which was only offered to management people at the time so that was an incentive that kind of made me interested in management and then just talking to more managers and stuff and you know they kind of sold me as far as on the the job and stuff and it just it was an interest it was an unknown that I, I thought kind of challenged me to try something new so your goal wasn't to become management it was just something that kind of appealed began to appeal to you while you were doing the driving correct all right so so now let's 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 kind of get more recent a little bit more to where you know, I, I started at the Concord Building in, I believe, 2000. Um, and where were you in 2000? 
Do you remember? In 2000, I was in Cordelia. Cordelia. So, yeah, I was. I managed the Cordelia facility at that time. All right. So 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 now we're we're going to discuss a little bit more of our awesome work relationship <laughs> uh, going from this point forward. <laughs> All right. So so I I became. A driver. I started in 2000. I believe I became a driver in 2002, maybe 2003. I should know that with my seniority. But um, you know, even that time at you know two, three years, that felt like a long time. And drivers today, they work at the company for one year and they're ready to leave if they're not a driver. (laughs) Right. So I mean, I can only imagine what it's going to be like in five years if they don't become a driver in six months. Right. But um. You know, I, I became a driver, and, and as I mentioned, you, you weren't my first center manager. I believe you were my second. Um, again, when did you come to the Concord Building? I think I came to the Concord Building in 2002. 2002, and, yeah. and okay, so... 2002, 2003, So I must have been, around. so I must have became a driver in 2002. And then, was Paul Bloom before you? Do you Paul remember? Paul Bloom was there about the same time as I... Paul Bloom was there, and then I came in. I think I replaced a person, Gary... Dean, I think, was his name that I replaced. So we were a two-center building at that time. Were Correct. you on? Were you with? Were you on the? Uh, let's not get into details because yeah. they don't really know the cities and, and whatnot. But at that time, we were a two-center building, um, and it was pretty much evenly. At least it was a three-manager building when I came. Really? In. Well, it, it was a three-manager before I came in, and then they eliminated the the inside manager, which the inside manager handled the local sort and the preload. So that became my responsibility <laughs> when I went into the the. Were you still center. considered new manager to them at that point, or were you pretty no, much a step? No, that was season. I, I, oh. that, was, that, that was, I think, my fourth center. Oh, okay. So they were like, hey, let's give it to Scott. He can probably handle it. Let's, I guess. Let's cut some fat and <laughs> so. overload Scott up. Right on. <laughs> nope. <laughs> All right. So, um, so you know, I, I, we, we discussed this before. You know, there I, I don't remember exactly the first time I met you. Um, you were... You're, I'm a tall guy. You're a tall guy. I'm a more filled out, barrel chested guy, and and you're, you look like an accountant. No disrespect, <laughs> but you look like an accountant to me. Uh, there wasn't a lot of smiles back then. I, I remember I was hair at the time. <laughs> I don't remember your hair game then, but I do remember your your vein always popping out even then. Uh, it seems like every center, center manager I've ever had seems to have a tell about when they're either stressed or angry and it's very noticeable and, and yours was you had a vein pop out of your head um and even seeing it to up to the days of retirement man first you know uh ah man i, I feel bad you know after after getting to know you you know after your retirement or leading up to your retirement because because we still bumped heads even in oakley a little yeah. bit but yeah. we'll, we'll we'll get to that um you know we, we had some at least from my memory, we had some pretty good uh, interactions in Concord, and I, I, I want to go over some of them with you and see if you remember any. Because, again, I don't remember the first time I met you, and I, 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 I do you remember your first interaction with me at all, or is it kind of it's all you're probably going through hundreds of drivers oh, geez, at that yeah. time? I, I mean, there's yeah, that was that was a chaotic uh, assignment I had for Concord, and I, I I'm kind of butthurt by that because I thought I was. <laughs> you know an asshole enough to be you know at least memorable in that sense but you know <laughs> i'm just... sure i'm sure you'll bring them up they'll probably jog my memory but uh, as a broad-based view I'd, I'd have to really think you know throughout the experience. basically just another young punk driver that you probably <laughs> no. dealt with four centers for no. previously you know no. actually let me ask you that <laughs> you know do, do you recall were young punk drivers a thing 
to, to management, to you? Do you remember? Oh, I got one of these guys. Or I mean, I don't need names, obviously, or specific instances. But but is is there a thing where it's like, oh, I got it. Here's another young punk that I'm going to have to either deal with or figure out how to work with. Well, I, I think the the frustration on my part, and I think you know this as far as working with me, that the drivers that I would take in, that I would start from part time, I'm I made it I I made it a point that I would always interview them and give them my expectation as a manager of what I expected. And it was probably beyond what was in the book or the training that they'd go through with their supervisor. And so my my frustration would probably be more in the communication, what the expectation was given to new drivers. And then the flip side of that as well, as far as you know, coming from an old school environment of UPS, I you know, say old school, but um, was the fact that you know everybody kind of you know, the driver ranks kind of earned their way through. Everybody, I mean, you, you talk to drivers, you know, when I retired, you know, drivers that were, th you know, 20 and 30 year drivers, they remember the young days as far as doing cold routes and and doing, you know, giving more respect, in, for lack of a better term, to the senior drivers. And so it would be frustrating to see, you know, uh, early, you know, you know, pretty new seniority driver that would start acting like a 30 year driver, you know. <laughs> And that would frustrate me. So I'm guilty of that because <laughs> I remember a couple of those 20, 30-year-old drivers giving me advice and being like, all right. And I can think of specific instances now where, like, I, I see it now. You know, they, they, hey, nah, Jay, here's what you got to do. And I don't, I'm not even going to blow those secrets up because I don't, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to blow up some of our, our, our little tidbits of advice. But I, I am guilty of receiving that advice. Not so much giving it anymore because it's a different game. It's a different culture now. You know, um, the advice that, that worked for me as a young driver, I don't even know if it worked. In my mind, it worked. But on the outside, in reality, it was probably more of, goddamn, another punk driver, like I said. But, but now I wouldn't give that advice to the new guys. Um, it's just, you know, I feel the culture from the top down is different, at least in the Oakley building. The, the Oakley building is way more different than what the Concord building was. And, you know, I still hear stories to this day um, of what's going on in other buildings. So I'm like, maybe it's just Oakley. Maybe Oakley, I believe, is a tight-knit building. It always has been. It's right. even bigger now. But, you know, there's still a closeness to it. You know, everybody knows everybody in there. And, and maybe that helps it versus, you know, the larger that. centers where it's like you might work with someone all day, every day or a group and you don't know half of them. You know, so so I got to take that into consideration as well. But when something didn't go my way, if I didn't, again, get the route that I wanted to do that day, if you got upset that I called in for the third time sick that week or something and, oh, you know, that's I didn't make it easy on you, at least, you know, and and I didn't realize that until. I mean, probably almost the last couple of years, and I'm talking about last couple of years from this day, not the last couple of years in Concord. Right. Um, as much as I like to say, you know, I was partying and 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 you know, pretty much daily, you know, th there was real stuff going on in my life too. Um, and we all we all got it. Right. We all got real situations. You know, we're all, we're not just drivers. We're not just management. You know, we we all deal with shit at home, and sometimes work might be that getaway from what we're dealing with at home or sometimes the shit that we're dealing with is at work and you know i i didn't make it easy for 
any of my managers. I can think of a lot of times where I thought I was being funny, I thought I was being smug, or I thought I was really defending myself, but looking back on it, I was just being a dick to you guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, no, I, I get with that. And sometimes management brought it on, too, as far as depending on what the scenario was. What I learned, what I've realized about myself over, you know, what I've learned recently, and I had an experience this year that kind of made me realize this was, you know, I, I had issues with authority, you know, ever since I was a kid, you know, principal, you know, teachers try to tell me what to do. Like, I felt like I always needed to have my way, not in a bratty kind of way. At least I don't hope it came off like that, but more in a smart ass kind of way. Like, oh, you're not going to give me my way. I'm going to be a smart ass. I'm going to be a dick. And it, it was like that in school. It was like that at work, at my jobs, and, you know, even throughout my 20s and even through my 30s. And I had to find the root of that. And for me, the root of that was, you know, my dad wasn't there for me. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, he, 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 he did his own thing, you know, uh, not going to get into all that. But I was raised by a single mom, and she had to work double shifts all the time to really raise me. So I so when I'm used to people, you know, I'm used to being by myself and not being told what to do. No one really was telling me. My mom wasn't right. there. She was working. She might leave a note. Hey, I need you to do this, this, and this. And she was a strict one, too. You know, she might not have been there, but she was strict. But I really had no male figure sitting there telling, telling me what to do. Yeah. You know, no one, no discipline. And, you know, it's, it really is almost short of a miracle how I kind of, I'm really proud of the person who I became. But throughout that, Throughout the work, throughout the management, I've looked back and, and I've always blamed it on management. And, you know, oh, he's an asshole. He's a dick. He's this. He's that. And really, and, and there, there were those shares. You know, right. there were those shares. I'm not sitting here saying that I, I'm owning everything or that they're completely innocent. But I really took a look these, this year, these last couple years, uh, this last year, into... What was the root of that? And, and it came down to just, you know, hey, Pops wasn't there. Uh, you know, and, and it really caused me to act out on a lot of that sometimes. And I've seen that with other drivers, too. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I've, I've seen how management acts with other drivers, and, and they know that. And sometimes they were, they were able to know that about a driver, and they are able to either take advantage of that or they are able to work with that driver because they know that fact. Right. So, so with you i believe a lot of my root issues a lot of my issues with you that is the root of it you know right. and 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 it sucks I, I don't know it's not management's job to be a parent it's not their job to be counselor therapist it's their job to get the numbers done and and i think you know i would like to one apologize to you for all those years and we're going to get into no some of some of the good stuff because because it took a long time for me to realize that you know what i'm saying well i appreciate that and I, looking back on that you know there's it, it's you know I've, I've seen you know being in management for a long time i mean there'd be part-time kids that would come in that i would say you know that i didn't think we're going to make it but you know mentoring and, and stuff and seeing them grow up you know whether they whether they got married or had a kid or realized, oh, oh man, my health benefits are really important, you know, stuff like, you know, just, they grow. What I wanted to bring up was one of my tactics of interaction with management, once I started to kind of get that anger to a level to where it wasn't uncontrollable, mm -hmm. uh, sad to admit that, but 
there are things that would be brought to my attention, whether it be by you or another management, and it would just, my defenses would go up, I would yell, and even in Oakley, there were times that that happened. And in my mind, it made me feel better to, to release that anger, but coming from a management side, because I, I know there's, there's, there's people that, that do use something like that when something's brought to their attention, fuck that, you can't say that, you can't do that. You know, it, it, it's automatic walls up, defenses up, mm-hmm. you know, fist, not fist metaphorically up, not right. literally I up. I know what you mean. Does that tactic ever work? Have no. you ever seen it work? Is <laughs> no, it? No, I haven't. No. I, I haven't. As far as the, the confrontation yes, yes, yes. situation? No. It, it, and it's, you know, as far as, you know, hindsight looking at, at things, you know, as far as, you know, when I was a young person, you know, what I learned was you needed to take, you know, there, I mean, I think you know this from me. It's there's a way to escalate and de-escalate. <laughs> that was my kind of my go-to saying as far as you know situations. So, you know, in this situation, are you going to try to escalate it? You're going to try to de-escalate it. And when you're in a confrontation like that, you know, you're standing out, you know, on whether it be the load line or you know in a in a PCM format or, or whatever the case may be, um, you know, that confrontational aspect doesn't work you know and and, if, and sometimes i see that happen or I, I saw you know when i was employed with you know ups i would see it happen as kind of a showboating type situation yeah. i'm guilty where, of that i can i can admit i'm guilty of that so and, and previously and so i i would you know try not to feed into that um i'd usually try to confront the person in a non-group format and you know and i know we've you know you and i've had those conversations as far as that goes but in my experience Things have always come out better when you have a rational conversation. Now, mind you, that you might need a few minutes to have both heads cool down, you know, and walk walk away in their corners or something, which is probably the best thing to do, you know, because the confrontations don't really lead to anything other than just more confrontation. And I, I think, uh, you know, when I first got to Oakley, actually, you know, probably maybe about a year or two, I feel like before you really knew you were going to retire, you know, at least how that I knew you were going to retire. You know, we, we even had some, some blow-ups there. Uh, mm-hmm. So this is more recently, probably maybe about, how long have you been retired? A year, a little over a year and a half. A little over a year. So I'd probably say maybe about as recently as three years ago. And I remember I would see you get into it with a driver, and not necessarily you initiating it, but I would walk out. I was a steward at the time. Right. I would see this 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 loud, you know, and, and you know, I'm always going to have, have, you know, my driver's backs. And... I, so all I see is you yelling, and it's like Scott, calm down, calm down. What? I'm calm. And it's like, no. and then vice versa. You've done that to me, to where it's like Jeremy, you need to calm down. So sometimes you're in that, you know, that, you that moment, mode. and you don't yeah. even realize it. But there were times you you would come to me afterwards, like, hey man, like I, we we've had talks after those confrontations too. Mm-hmm. It's like, look, dude, you know. What we we got to know when to, to walk away because, like you said, it's just going to escalate even more. Um, and, and I think about that point is when I start to kind of calm down with, all right, this tactic is not working. You know, I I think I've I yelled. I remember yelling a few times at you or was directed at you, and I could tell in your face you're just like, here we go again. <laughs> and then I I, I I was done, and you were just kind of like, is that it? 
And I, and I remember walking away like, fuck, it didn't work, you know? <laughs> so I think, you know, that's, that's when I started to realize, man, this, this confrontational, you know, getting loud, you know, hands in the air, you know, it, cursing, it, it's not effective. And it, it sucks that it took so long, but I, I was always curious, you know, because management, not, 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 I'm not saying you, but there, would you agree that there's management that uses that tactic? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there, I think, you know, it, with any workplace you go to, you got good employees, Someone bad thinks employees, yelling you got good and... managers, bad managers, you got managers that try to, you know, get the work group to work together as a team. You have other managers that are on a power trip, you know, you have all kinds of different people, you know, so it just depends on, you know, it's, it's I mean, remember when you know, I was told my kids, you know, when they, when they get jobs, oh, my boss sucks, you know, he's terrible, terrible boss. And, you know, when you went to, through school, did you always have the great teachers, you know, huh. no. you had shitty teachers, you had great teachers, you know, same thing with, with, you know, employees, managers, you know, as a manager, you have great employees, you have lousy employees you know it goes yeah. on all over the world you know so it's just how you deal with them is is the important part of it all right so so now let, let's get into some of our experiences together okay all right so now now let's put a little bit more on the let's let's see if uh we can relive some of our finer moments <laughs> uh-oh <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say some of my finer moments. Um, there was a time where I, I called in one time, uh, and, and, and let me give a little backstory. I think I remember this. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a few of them. So, uh, no, this is this is the stolen truck story. Okay. So, you know, so. so one day I wake up. I you know I have my 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 2004. Chevy Avalanche, you know, awesome truck, you know, uh, still young and dumb, and, and my truck payment was actually higher than my rent, you know, it was one of those, you, my first purchase as a driver, um, so, you know, I've had it for a while, I, I put the add-ons and, you know, added, you know, audio equipment, uh, yeah, I, I souped it up a little bit, and I warmed it up one morning, and went back to the apartment, getting some stuff, and I hear three what sound like gunshots. And I, I didn't live in the best neighborhood. And I thought, wow, I can't believe someone's getting shot this early. So I'm, I'm kind of walking out the door and I look and someone's trying to break into my, my truck. And actually they did. They were in, by the time I walked out, they were in my truck. And I could tell they were trying to figure out how to, how to put it in gear. And it shocked me. Dude stole my truck. Uh, I was tried to chase the person. Didn't work out. Actually, I found someone who can give me a ride to follow my truck, and I just, it, it, the truck smoked us. And I'm frazzled. My truck just got stolen. I'm in my brown still, and I don't know what, the, do I call the cops? Do I call work? I said, all right, let me, I mean, I was on my way to work. So work started at 8.30. I think this was probably about 7.45, 8 o'clock by this point. I, I call work, and you're on the phone. And I, I say, and I'm frazzled. I, I can I can remember just kind of not hyperventilating, but having that, Scott, man, I, I'm not going to be able to make it in today. Jeremy, I need you to come in. No, Scott, <laughs> you don't understand. Someone stole my truck. Dude, I, I just chased him. Jeremy, there's nothing you can deal with. There's nothing you can do about that right now. I need you to come in. No, Scott, you don't understand. I don't got a ride right now. My truck just got stolen. I haven't even called the cops. Jeremy, 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 I'm going to send someone to come pick you up. I need you to come in today. 
Do you, do you remember that call at all or any? I, not one of my finer moments. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll give you credit. You might have thought I was bullshitting. So, I mean, I wasn't well, exactly. I'll, I'll give you my, I, I, I kind of remember the call. I do remember the gist of the call. I don't remember words, but I, I know my thought process because when I, you know, taking sick calls and so forth. And usually, it, you know, I don't deal with that situation unless it's got someone that has had numerous excessive sick calls. Guilty. So I, I don't know what, the, you know, I can't remember the, the timeline or, or whatnot, but normally I don't have those conver- those types of conversations because I've had other conversations, you know, not maybe not in that particular scenario because, you know, that was in my younger management days. But in those scenarios, you know, I've had plenty of, you know, things that were told to me that weren't always truthful. <laughs> so with that being said, as far as, you know, the combination of things, would I handle that differently today? Absolutely. Um, did I do the right thing? No, uh-uh, I didn't handle well, that. Well, I'll, I'll give you so benefit of the doubt that, again, this was not my finer moments of my career, so I probably might have called in three times that week already. I don't know, you know, so, but that, they, my truck really did get stolen. And, I, I, and, and I, to <laughs> find out that did happen, and, you know, would I have handled that situation the same? No. And whether that be, you know, we had 10 sick calls that day. I, I don't know what the, the history was on it. Well, I remember calling in enough times to, I would dread it. Like, if I knew I had to call in that day for whatever reason, and I dread it, I would wake up early for some reason, and I would just sit there and be like, I'd count down until I had to call in. Whether it was you <laughs> or Paul Bloom or, or whoever, I hated calling in. Now, not so much, but I'm, I'm a lot better now. But then, it was like, all right, what am I going to say? I start practicing my cough or my, my <laughs> sick voice or something. Or or sometimes I'm, maybe I was just hung over and it didn't have to practice nothing because, you know, you just felt like shit. And unfortunately, that was that was, that was was kind of a common thing, too. Um, but, you know, I, I get it now. Uh, you know, I've, I've run my own operation. I, I, I get it. I've run When I say operation, my own business. I've had people I had to count on or, you know, flaking me in the last morning. And, uh, you know, so I, I, I get it. You yeah. know, I, I at least try to give a decent heads up now and, and encourage others too. But, hey, sometimes shit happens and, you know, you know we, have, we, we do have that right. So, all right, so, so the, the, the truck thing, you might not remember. I did, for those of you that are wondering, I did end up finding my truck. They stripped the beat out of it. <laughs> uh, I mean, and, and when I had to go pick up my truck, I didn't like the feeling of sitting in my truck. I felt... I felt violated, and if you've ever had your your car stolen or your house robbed, you kind of know that feeling that I'm talking about. Um, it's just kind of knowing that someone else was taking advantage of something that you worked so hard for. So, uh, but moving on to some of the future stuff, let's see. You know, I'm, I'm gonna. I came in one day, and again, I think I was going over th- through it with my girlfriend at the time. Maybe I'm dealing with you know girlfriend drama, nothing serious, and. I'm sitting there in my truck and I'm kind of, I don't know what I'm doing. I think I might be sitting on the floor kind of just going through my bulk or something. And you're walking by on the line and you said, what are you doing? And I wasn't having none of it. Again, you're in my world. God, you know, I'm, what are you, who are you to basically, my attitude was, who are you to ask me, what am I doing right now on the clock? You know, mm-hmm. how dare you? Right. But I, for whatever reason, I was miserable at that time. And I said, what does it look like I'm doing? And you said, why are you wearing black socks? And I said, what? And and for those who work at the company, you know, we're technically supposed to wear company-issued socks that we buy ourselves. Um, they're not the greatest socks in the world. And at the time, the the socks 
that I did have either weren't clean or they mutated to a pink color. <laughs> but you got at me for my socks, and that escalated really quick. Do you remember that? You don't remember I, that because that's one of my memories right there. We had a few headbutts, so um, I do remember the socks. I remember. I, I mean, remember, we were. I remember on the. Esca- I think I remember the. Esca- I remember the escalation more than the sock thing. I, you, maybe you were just looking for something then so. for me because I, you know, in my mind again, I can remember thinking like, you should be grateful I'm even here today at work or so. You know, I mean, again, asshole. But but we, we popped up. We were toe to toe. I, I don't want to say we were nose to nose, but we were face to face. And I remember people coming up to me afterwards and, and saying, you know, man, bro, like I didn't even want to get involved. You guys look like you want to tear each other up. <laughs> and I, I did get a discharge over that. I think if I look, I can find the discharge letter. It won't. I don't think it necessarily says for socks, but whatever it says, I, I think that was my first panel meeting I ever had to go to. But man, it's kind of bums me out that you don't remember that. I mean, like you said, we had a couple blubs, but. Man, socks. I, I I tell people all the time. I got fired for not wearing the right socks, bro. You know, so I think so, that's what, if I remember correctly, I think that's what started the conversation. Oh yeah. And the confrontation, like I said, we things never go good when the confrontation escalates. <laughs> and I think the discharge wasn't the discharge for gross insubordination. Well, yeah, that's ultimately what it yeah, always it, goes well, to. You that, know, I mean, that, exactly. I think, I think I I remember saying to you, "What do you want me to do, Scott? Wear dirty socks? I'm not going to wear dirty socks. I, I don't." And and you were adamant, like I. I had to go change my socks. I remember thinking, "Where do you think I? You think I just got extra socks on me? <laughs> like, like it was like you really made it a stickler of a point on the socks." But you know, again, I, I'm sure I gave you reasons leading up to that weeks, days, or whatever to be like, "I'm not dealing with Jeremy's shit today." And I think that's that's more of it. it it's not, and and sometimes, you know, and just like like you were saying, preface to that, you're having a crap day. You're just in your truck. I remember you know, being and, miserable that and, day already. And I, you know, I don't know what preface. And I've had other conversations like that, but it's like, dude, after the, the 30th time of asking somebody to to do something, you know, and then to hit them up and then the confrontation starts is like, and it was kind of that thing It's like, really, this is where, we, you know, yeah. we can't just have a conversation like, can you just wear, can you, can you just do the company guideline like you got hired to do? <laughs> You know, there's the management talk right that's, there. And that's what my, my standpoint. But where that comes from, you know, obviously. And, you sounded and, like the old Scott right there so, when you said that. that like that gave me chills. So, you know, I mean, everybody knows what they're stepping into when they get the job. Right. And so no matter what. And, and again, I mean, I, I've learned a lot since, since those days, the confrontation things as far as how to approach people and stuff. Um, the confrontation, I can tell you in my, you know, maybe the five years prior to me retiring wouldn't have ended up like that it would have been a conversation in the office and it would have been very calmly you know dude you have a choice to either wear the company uniform or don't you know you can either work here or not work here oh. that's that's your choice you know it wouldn't have gone into escalation it would just have been a very, very factual conversation that vein would have popped up so. and you just would have looked like you were fed up with that situation already yeah. you've probably dealt with it hundreds of times in your career yeah. and and the, and from people that think well that's a, a crappy thing to to pick pick on you know socks or whether being, you know, I, I had a, a small situation that happened early in my, my career that, you know, to to have everybody, you know, be the, there's a reason for guidelines. And if you start bending the rule one way or the other, now you're being favoritism for one person and not the other, you know. It, and granted, you know, we had had our, our, our headbutts, so maybe I was looking at you more harshly than other people or whatever I still the case think may you be. Were, but. So, and, and that could, could have been true, you know, but... <laughs> at the same time it's like okay if, well if i let jeremy wear these crappy looking socks what's the hell 
you know, the, the rest of the center to say, well, if Jeremy can do it, why can't I mean, can't they I were clean it? socks. So, they were just black. They weren't, like, so, crappy socks. <laughs> they, they were the wrong color, so what's the choice of the other person to wear pink socks? You know, oh, I mean, God, it's just, yeah. I mean, there, there's, yeah, you yeah. know, and, and that's, you know, you can look at it as a harsh line or, or but I, I had a negative effect of not holding the, the straw one time. It just kind of stuck with me that, you know, and that, th th those were kind of, and when it came to a confrontation, then it became even more so. Now it was a situation where, okay, me as a manager, yeah. you know, this person's going to push me over for for a company guideline that I'm I'm high. My job is to enforce that, you know. So now I'm in a no-win situation. So I have to, you know, I've got an employee that's that's escalating the situation, challenging you, challenging me for me making him aware of a company guideline. Now now I'm in a, a situation where I have to, you know. And, and you know what sucks? What's kind of is I already kind of knew that the pre my my first center manager. I think I called him out. We're in a little just a little group setting, nothing formal or nothing. And he he, he says something, and I really busted his chops on what he said, Paul Bloom. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. It, it wasn't. It was more than busting chops, but I, I I did cross the line. I'm a younger driver. He's you know Wiley center manager, and he made it very clear to me right there what I said was not okay. And then he pulled me aside in the office and then he explained to me why. He mm -hmm. said, look, just what you just said. Look, you know, I, I, I'm a center manager. You can't be talking to me. like." And he wasn't even a, a jerk or a dick or anything about it. Like, he, he, may, he helped me understand. But what, what I said was wrong and to challenge him in front of everybody, then he has no choice. I put him in a position to... If you had to discipline me or whatever, I I, I kind of got it, but I feel like a dick because I knew that even young, and yet here I am still challenging managers in front of drivers or or, or coworkers or whatnot. So again, that's just the stubbornness, right. the, the stubborn headedness that that I had. Um, but I, I I again 40 years old, and I, I feel like I finally learned, you know, over the last few years. It sucks that it took so long, but yeah. but it is what it is. Well, I think if that's you know for younger employees, for younger managers, you know, as far as I think if you can learn early to, I mean, you and I, I mean, I think in, in the operation, you know, I retired from, you know, when I was last working with, in the Oakley building, I think we had a lot of real good discussions as far as just calm. You know, it was, we didn't, yeah. we didn't agree, Yeah. you know, but as far as the discussions were much more, I, I think they were more beneficial. And even if we didn't agree, we understood where the other was coming from, you know. And, and I think that's one of the messages I've been trying to, to to push lately is is i finally learned how to disagree with someone without yelling at them mm -hmm. without yelling at you without yelling at you know and i do want to understand where someone else is coming from because then that helps me understand maybe i'll still disagree with them you know maybe we can agree to disagree but you know it it it, it did when i do know where someone else is coming from it does help. Yeah. So, you know, then I, I try to tell people where I'm coming from. And then there's, again, you're just going to deal with stubborn headedness sometimes that people don't care. Right. And it's, then and at, always get at that. that point, you have to be like, all right, how much do I, time do I want to invest in this to explain? Yeah. Or are they just not going to get it? But, um, right. you know, th th there is one last thing I want to touch on. Uh oh. <laughs> this is, uh, you know, it, it's amazing how I look back on everything and I, and I think, man, I, you know, there, I, it's fucked up to say, but I really felt like, when I worked with you in Concord, God, this feels fucked up to even say. Like I felt like I hated you, you know. And I, <laughs> uh, I, I, it's, it, I, I felt like that, and it was so much so that you know, 
we I ended up going out one night with, and it wasn't my wife at. It was when I first started dating my wife. We we'd go to we go to a spot, kind of. It's, it's not really the. It's a, it's a, it's well. It doesn't matter what kind of spot it was. It was a nice spot, but it, you were the last person I ever expected to see at this spot. And we're sitting there, and there's a dance floor going on, and you know it's it's definitely a, a younger crowd type of vibe, and. And we're sitting there, and I'm trying to run game on my future wife, and <laughs> I'll be damned. I see you walk by on the dance floor, and my blood boiled. I cringed, and I remember telling her, I might end up fighting someone tonight. And she's like, what are you talking about? I said, there's my boss right there. And she says, so? And, you know, she's very mature and everything, professional, and, you know, and uh, I'm surprised she didn't leave me right there. <laughs> But you walked by me, and I just every time you walked by me, you cringe. And I don't know. Do you remember this at all? I don't remember walking what? by. What? How do you not? I, I no. I remember. Okay. I remember okay. that night. But I'll be honest. I had a totally different because I didn't. I didn't. Well, I wasn't trying to you. make it be known that I was right there. But right. You did walk by me, and I could just feel it. My my just my blood boiled, and I was like, "Here it goes. We're gonna do something." You weren't looking at me. There was no eye contact yeah, or nothing. No, I was. I was being entertained by some other yeah you looked like you're having a good time i was kind of envious of that um but but you came up uh, somehow we we did finally interact you might you i think you came up to me said hi and stuff and, uh, and and it was it was you know cordial yeah and, and it wasn't like hey let's buy you a beer or any nothing like that but it was right. cordial and i kind of sat down and she's like well i guess you're not gonna fight and again i, I had no intention of fighting but that's yeah. how much i thought i had an issue the animosity with you. Was. yeah you know and 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 again i even then, I didn't realize that's my baggage I'm carrying. So, you know, um, it, you know, I, 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 even after that, I just remember thinking, all right, maybe it's not as bad as I think. Maybe it's not as bad as I think. We still had our issues. You know, we still challenged each other back and forth. Um, but, you know, when and that did carry over a little bit to Oakley. Not so much. I hope you saw the maturity. At least I somewhat yeah, have. But, I did. You know, um, you know, so when, we, when we're at Oakley, you know, uh, about how long did you know you were going to, how long was it until you realized you were going to retire? So we were there maybe a few years. Like, I, was it something years in the making or did it kind of? Sp- no, it it kind of came up with really within the last year. Okay. When, okay. You know, with just the direction of the company, some health things that were, you know, coming up and just really the, the stress as far as, you know, the stress was was a major factor in what I had going on in me myself personally. You know, one of the things I, I learned, you know, early in management, and I had the time, and it, which probably was the biggest change that I saw over over my career, was when I first went into management, you had the opportunity. It was almost almost mandatory that you spent time as drivers came into the building talking with them in the morning, and it was almost mandatory at night to, as they were coming in, checking in, doing their time cards. You know, back then you had to do paper time cards and you know add up all your pages. That, of recording stuff so you got the opportunity to talk to your employees on a personal level you know you got to know them you know to, you know we talked to earlier about you know developing relationships with people and what works one way for somebody you, know, you got to know your employees and over the course of time you know the company goes public you get have less management people in a center um, so your plates are are more full with, with items that what I thought one of the most important aspects of a manager's job knowing his people, developing relationships with them, started getting phased out because of other requirements that were being demanded of him as a job. So um, with that being said, that just got more and more difficult, especially out in Oakley with me being, you know, the one person out there for the most part. I mean, I had, I had some part-time supervisor help, but um, 
the, the development of you know the Orion system and, and implementation of PASS and you know developing the preload and, and all the things that went into that, there was a lot of headaches and stress that went into that. So when you had employee you know hot spots flare up and stuff, you know, it was you know there were some things that that took place. You know, and then top of that, you know, as far as you know, diagnosis with some health stuff that just didn't, you know, add to, you know, didn't add to the situation. But it's, it, it was just a matter of, of, you know, trying to encompass all that and keep it accurate, you know. And usually where it ended up coming out is, you know, you'd see that vein pop out in my head. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> I don't know if that was too serious or, or that's the answer you're looking for. But That 2017 <laughs> peak, was that That was a common? rough one. Like, I, I really uh, thought there might have been nights you slept there. Um, that was a rough peak. And, and for someone who knew that they were going to retire, I, I, I don't know how you did it. You, you never mentally checked out? I feel like I, I you know, I, 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 no, you didn't seem like it. I, I didn't, no, I didn't. I mean, my wife <laughs> was telling me to check out, but, but it was, I guess, you know, my dad taught me, you know, work ethic. When I took over Oakley, I, I kind of made a, agreement that this was going to you know I I could run this thing and know how to run it and take advantage of that and stay out there this was the first time in 25 years that I had less than a you know half you know I, I was commuting an hour and a half two hours you know to work and so I took it as a golden opportunity to really make sure that that operation ran well and that I had the same opportunity to be close to my kids I was divorced um, and I had the opportunity to, you know, help them through school. And then as things got towards retirement, um, you know, the year in 2017, you know, we were still implementing a lot of things. I think the biggest thing was 2017 was so critical because of the new building building being built. Had it been a normal building, um, we wouldn't have had the issues. But at the same time, I didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't want to leave on a note of giving up you know that was not me to to just you know wash my hands of the situation and say you know what I don't really care anymore I, I've never been one to do that um, I wanted the things right in that building when they were building it um, there was a lot of delays a lot of shortfalls a lot, a lot of promises that got made early on that didn't get you know it, I, I know the buildings turning nice now but because of the middle of construction trying to run peak season on a <laughs> oh, peak season that we we were one of the the most uh, increased percentage-wise operations in the west coast um the the numbers just got blown out of the, the scene. i think that we were up 35 percent in volume as opposed to the plan of 15 percent um we just really got smoked and so you know i, I had well put it this way i had i was really proud of myself for never having service failures during peak I had for 30, what, I had retired with 38 years on my belt, 37 years, I had not ever rolled a trailer during peak. And, and I had some pretty large operations. I had, you know, three, I had North Bay as far as, you know, I covered for the division for a while there. And, and I had some pretty proud things on my, you know, on my history that I was proud of. And so 2017, I was not going to have my last year fail, uh. you know, and that was, that was the pressure that, I, and I put that on myself, but there was a lot of challenges with the new peak season a lot of employees a lot of new employees a lot of really poor employees our workforce was just you know new employees that were coming in were just just bottom you know i mean i think i remember you know you specifically showing people 
I, I remember hearing some of the stories. Uh, new preloaders were coming in. You'd go show them to their set, and they said, this is what I'm doing. You say yes, and they said, no thanks, yeah. and they'd walk out. Yep. I mean, that's pretty common. Yeah. Uh, not finishing <laughs> the shift. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> starting, yeah, yeah. <laughs> walking <laughs> off the shift was pretty common. Yeah, it was. I mean, let me ask you about 2017. Now, I, I do believe it, that year made news for us, and not in a positive light. Right. Was was that a national issue, or was that just a regional issue, or, or do you, what, what do you? There's a lot of weather situations. I, you know, we're still in the realm of you know internet commerce. Um, you know, the gauges as far as and, and not just UPS. We were getting, we were getting. Um, estimates from our large shippers of what was going to get shipped, you know, and they didn't even know. So it, it's just a combination of, of issues between, you know, people not knowing what the volume levels were going to be, um, weather issues, a new building. I mean, I, I remember I, <laughs> in one of the nights I'm talking, I'm on the phone at, you know, two in the morning with my division manager. I've got my F-250 out with a tow rope trying to pull a tractor <laughs> out of the mud so I can get a trailer on the door. I mean, you know, those are the those are the type of things that were going on before we had asphalt. You know, before dri- and then drivers would come in the morning. You know, how come you know, how come we're not done unloading? You know, like, you know, I, I've been up for. You I just know, woke up an hour ago. You know, Why yeah, does it look I, like shit here? Yeah, I've got you know mud all over my suit and you know. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, to just give you a just a instant you know small glimpse of some of the stuff that went on behind the scenes. It was you know I, I've been in a lot of tough situations, but that was. You know, 2017 I, was and the I've toughest, had, and I've had large, large operations too, and that was that was a challenge, and it was a challenge because I was there kind of on my own, so, so it was a matter of I didn't have a lot of resources to, to pull in, and and at the same time it, it was a lot of people that didn't know what to do, so, you know I could leave, but then the situation oh, would man. be I just get called up to say what do I do in this situation, you know and. So you still yeah. held that. You still held the record after that season, even no service failures. There, no, we ended up actually ah. t- uh, twenty uh, twenty-eight. I'm sorry, twenty eighteen was uh, was there. We ended up having the volume level hit us. We actually decided, and that was a mutual decision with division that we were actually because the trailers arrived so late. Okay. So it wasn't really. I didn't consider that my fault because the trailers arrived so late that we ended up having to roll a trailer the next day. So. But that was my one in my last year of peak season. Uh, I had to roll a trailer. So, <laughs> all right. So, so you know, let, let, let's bring it back to retirement. Here we are. We're, we're trying to get into the retirement talk, and, and, and we still brought it back to work. And, and it's, it's that's that's really how he works, folks. That's how it is. It was, you know, I, I not until you retired did I know you were capable of relaxing. That's how I've always known you. Um, so, so you've been retired for a little over a year now. Uh, how's it been? It's been fantastic. So I've I've got a fantastic wife that, you know, she only works, you know, three days a week. So it's kind of you know she's semi-retired. So we're able to spend a lot of quality time together, and that's that's been wonderful. Um, we live kind of in our our happy place. You know, as far as being able to, you know, I'm I'm a water guy, so I love boating and snow skiing. I can be on the slopes in you know two hours. So it's it's kind of nice to be able to have those two seasons to to fall into and catch up over you know 35 years that I wasn't able to do as much of that as I'd would like to so I've been kind of occupying my time with that you know you you always told me you know Jeremy I'm not that bad if you if you just if you <laughs> like you know I'm the type of guy you could have a beer with and I'm telling you I never saw that in you I never looked at you and said you know what I could have a beer with him you know and I never thought that and and not until the night you retired when you know we all you know met up and and, and celebrated that 
did I ever have a, I, you know, we finally had a beer. So, you know, I mean, and I said, man, I'll be damned. He is someone you can have a beer with. And, you know, ever since, ever since then, every time I see you, I just, I always tell you, man, I, why couldn't you just be like this when we worked? We would have gotten through so many, we never, and, you know, after some of the things I've admitted, maybe we would have still had those issues. But, but, you know, I mean, it was, it's, it's. Uh, it's nice to to get to know you after the fact and know that hey you know you weren't full of shit you you are someone that I could have a beer with. UPS has been a it's a career it's been an up up and down career by by any means as far as you know a lot of highs a lot of lows, um, but over the long term as far as it's been a fantastic career. There's not many companies that you know hourly or management that you can not have a college education and go out and retire. The lifestyle, you know, the quality of life that we have. Any, uh, any last tidbits before we close this one out? No, I, I, I love the UPS socks you're wearing. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> there's. <laughs> I said you got me on that one. <laughs> so, no, I'm busting your balls. So it's just uh, no. As far as the career. Whether it's whether it's an hourly or management, it's it's a good company, and and just like I said, if the if you can stay out of the the heated arguments and let cooler heads prevail and good communication, um, and try to try to be a, a work group instead of a divisive group, I, I think that's the best best solution. And even you know when I was an hourly, I, I looked at that. I think it was more so back then that it was easier to work with management and hourly. Um, I think it's a lot tougher now, um, just because I think what's on the manager's plates, they don't have the ability to have the personal levels. And some, some managers don't want to do that, which is, I think is a shame, but um, I think if they, people treat each other as coworkers as instead of you know, my employee or my boss, um, I think the relationships can be a lot better. All right. So. Scott? Thank you very much. Thanks, Jeremy. I'm glad we were able to knock this out. Yeah, let's go have a beer. All right, let's go. I'll bring my socks. All right, brother. Thank you, man. So that's the episode right there. Um, You know, I want to thank Scott for his time in this. He definitely went above and beyond to make sure that this happened. Um, You know, he he shared a lot of stuff. You know, that, that probably was one of our most... That, that definitely was our most in-depth conversation we've ever had. You know, we've worked on and off together for, man, you know, 18 years. On and off, you know, I'd probably say he was probably my center manager for a combined total of seven years, uh, give or take a couple years. And that was the most in-depth conversation we've ever had. You know, not to say we never had any decent conversations or nothing, but, you know, it, it maybe it was just all in my head, but it... it it was a, a pretty rocky relationship with us, and according to him, he doesn't remember half of it, so that just goes to show you that, you know, I was living in my own world, apparently. So, you know, I want to thank Scott again for his time. Um, hopefully, y'all got something out of it. You know, if, if you got any feedback on this one, uh, hit me up, at NorCal Teamster on Twitter, uh, Thoroughbred Teamsters Podcast on Facebook. Let's see, what was it? Thoroughbred Teamsters Podcast on Instagram too. I double checked that. Thoroughbred Teamsters Podcast on Instagram. And then uh, if you got anything lengthy you want to say, Thoroughbred Teamster at Hotmail.com. All right, y'all. Later. <laughs>